0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere, Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Today we're so blessed that you're joining us. Today is part two of one great, another great interview with Tom Donnan as we discuss end time prophecies and and as the news relates all to the end time prophecies as outlined in the Bible and just giving example after example after example of how this is definitely leading to the end times and the soon return of Jesus. There's no doubt about it. Now, if you missed any of part one, you need to go back and catch up because we don't have time to, to recover and discuss again everything we talked about yesterday. So right now, let's jump back into this interview with Tom Donnan as we share how the global planners are planning to take over.
2: Well, you, we, uh, you had um mm. Reference, 2008. No, in 2008, when we had that crash, uh, a lot of people lost their homes. They became underwater and they they just literally walked away. Um, and in this recent uh, season that the Lord showed me that we're in again, uh, there's going to be homes that are, are going to be lost because people are are financially in debt and they're not going to be able to recover because they lose their job or inflation gets them. No. And so now you have the elitists that have the money that are now taking it and putting it into hard assets somehow, you know, like BlackRock BlackRock buying up um, single family homes all over the nation so that they can rent them out to have that income. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And that's happening right now.
0: It is. And and
1: I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Travis Spence, I think, outlined the the next housing bubble, uh, if you want to call it that uh, on a, on a scene, a video on YouTube, uh, you know, that discusses all this in addition to everything else we already discussed, but I mean, you even had some dreams where the Lord gave you that, you know, the housing was going to be swallowed up.
2: Right. Yes. And that's what, that was a benchmark now for the people that, uh, didn't hear the dream, uh, in our last broadcast, the thing was, um, is that it shows a, a segment of time which I think could be 18 15 18 maybe 24 months of time in the in the first part of that <clears throat> the first part of that is that the financial ground uh, starts to break up and we're seeing that take place yeah. the second uh, tell or phase would be is that single-family homes were being swallowed up no they just sank into the ground and we're starting to see that take place but when that I watched the video yesterday. 1.7 million homes are in forbearance. No, which means is that they're behind in their payments. Mm. And so that is moving them towards foreclosure, which is a horrible thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so um, that is the next phase. And the third phase is, is that something happens. A huge shock takes place and we lose our electricity for a short period of time. And then things just fall apart. And I heard the the voice of the Lord told me uh, time to separate yourself, which means is that go home and you know lay low. And so, um, so I don't think that that's going to be a very long time because I see a turnaround coming. But yet, there's still going to be devastation and pain, and people are going to be suffering.
1: Amen. Yeah, that is so true. And really, it's it's easier for believers to see what's going on because the Holy spirit dwells with us and he's going to show us like Jesus, the things to come. Right. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't do any good to sit at home, wring your hands. "Whoa, woe was me? What am I going to do when you have the God of the universe as your father? You know, I mean, it, Is it impossible for God to reign? If God sent an angel out to pick up all of the pennies that are on the ground and just dump them into your front yard, would that help you out financially? How, oh, heck, yeah, yeah, I mean, how many pennies are on the ground in the entire world, or at least in the United States? and an angel could pick them up probably in about ten minutes, you know I mean, there like, bo, you go, and they you walk out your knee deep in pennies when you come out your door, right? Now you gotta yeah. bag them all up and put them in the rolls,
2: but a while they're not gonna want to see you at the bank, <laughs> not with all those pennies. Yeah but the point being
1: you know god can just say do it and suddenly your financial problems are over okay but if you had all that money you're going to draw attention to yourself and a lot of other people who are without will be trying to let's say liquidate your assets for from you you know well, um, to help you out yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll take some of this off your hand at gunpoint. Exactly. You know? So, yes. But you know, the point I'm trying to make is believers have that hope inside of them
2: mm-hmm. where even yes.
1: though it looks bad, we yes.
2: just trust God will take care of us, you know? Well, then that plays into uh Joel and the uh, prophecy in Joel in two twenty-eight, 28, where it talks about um, mm-hmm. that people, believers will have dreams and yep. they'll have visions Yep. And then it'll uh, guide them and lead them in the ways that they're going. And sometimes that is a dream that's specifically for a person. I'll tell you what, when you have somebody that is in a divine appointment where you walk up to them because you have foreknowledge, you've seen it, and you say something to them, it's like a watershed. They just like burst, you know, and they th- then they realize, well, wait a minute, only this could have only happened by God's design. And then it starts to have the walls of the heart come down and they begin to believe and they they want to embrace this because it's helped them in their time of need. And so I'm hoping that that's going to increase amen. Uh, amen. You know, in the near future.
1: Yeah, amen. Yeah, we're speaking about outrageous things that governments around the world are doing. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe what I when I read this just a couple of days ago. Did you see how California has now passed a law requiring anyone who has a water well to report how many gallons of water they pump each month and then pay taxes on it to California for the water that they use. These are wells individuals have paid to have dug. These are wells individuals are paying the upkeep and maintenance fees on. And now they're required to keep records and self-report to the government authorities and pay taxes on what they're reporting to. I mean, the government isn't lifting a finger. They're just going to sit there and take in the money. But if they find out you're not paying your fair share, they're coming to put you in jail.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard that. But it goes back to what we talked about in times past just recently about Idaho, where they they are grabbing the water rights of individuals. And here they're not grabbing the water rights, but they're grabbing uh, kind of like out of thin air finances to be able to support themselves because they're losing finances other ways because companies are moving out of the state people exactly. are moving out of the state yeah, exactly. and they need to be able to finance themselves you know by this this grab now I this morning again I was watching about um, the Lake Powell Lake Mead a catastrophe that is going on out there and how people are examining where is the water going and so that's what this morning's message was Is that uh, where is the waste happening? And they're trying to to, uh, curtail that because Lake Mead is down to 25%. Lake Powell is down to 27% of what they call a full pool pool. And uh, they're starting to limit the water and there's no way to to, um, save it, so to speak. You know, they're almost to the point where they can't generate anymore. They figure within six to nine, maybe 12 months, They're not going to be able to generate. They're going to just have to stop. Mm. So it's critical. 40 million people depend upon the water from uh, Hoover Dam and going downstream. And there's hardly any water left to be able to to share. And this is going to be a huge devastation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Which brings us back to as these things happen. More and more social unrest is going to take place. They're going to be demanding that the government do something, you know. And you know, again, if somebody has water, they're going to go take the water because their family needs water. Yeah. You know? So if you have a well and they find out about it, you know, like I said, some people just be backing a, a water truck up and at <sighs> gunpoint withdrawing water from your well. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, people are, you know, losing control and are starting to push back there. That's why there's, you know, all these, this unrest and protests, you know, like uh, you talk about the tractor protest in the Netherlands, you know, because they're restricting food production and, you know, one, one guy went out and bought a tank or something. I
2: mean, yeah, (laughs) I go through the blockades. Yeah. Yeah. The government blockades. And I think this is the way that you just illustrated this. The point is, is that these things are happening to create chaos Mm -hmm. so that the government can step in and then offer a plan. And ultimately, it'll be the Antichrist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I was just looking. this about a week ago. And this person out in one of them Western states where water is lacking, his family's good to go. They don't have a well, right? They're relying on city water, which is very, being very, you know, it's it's on now, but it might not be on tonight type thing. Um, yeah. And he's using <laughs> an ingenious method that really does, it works in the desert. I know because my military training, we you know, we did it. He's just gathering water from the air. Condensation and filling up I like a five gallon bucket or something like that.
2: You know? Yeah, isn't that amazing? See, that's a creative idea that you yeah. you were talking about before. Yeah, where the exactly. Lord gives you the creative idea to solve yeah. a problem.
1: Yeah, and he's he's sharing this information on the internet and stuff. But I I'm like, I already know how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to. I don't. Need, I need to pay him thirty seven dollars to know how to do it. I know how to do it because the army taught me how to do it for survival. Yeah. You know, and awesome. Uh, just, yeah, and you know so you know like i said as we said god will give believers wisdom and how to survive and and yes. that that thing you know i mean the world right now the world system put it like that is falling apart the world system is yes. failing and only god's system is the one that will remain and that that sets the world up for the coming of jesus amen yes yeah. because when the world amen. falls apart he's the only one left a lot of people like <laughs> or i was at a conference one time and, and uh as minister said he was at a church you know it was a, a denominational type church you know and the budget was not doing so well and and uh he heard the pastor and the deacon talking out on the porch and uh Deacon's like, well, I, I guess I guess we just have to pray. And the pastor's like, has it come to that? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Has it come to that where that's all that's left is we, all we could do is pray? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. That comes back to second chronicles seven fourteen. Yeah, you know, amen. Amen. The neglecting of prayer causes a lot of different things, you know. Yeah. And I've been reading through the uh, Old Testament prophets. I just finished up, what was it? Um, uh, I can't think of the name right now. Hosea, Hosea, where it talks about um, adulterous nation, right? When you're adulterous nation, well, gee, we fall into that category right there. No, and it creates chaos because, you know, God is in control. Even if you don't think he's in control, he's in control. And so when you offend him or you go down a, a path that's not by his design, He just holds back, you know, and one of the things that the scripture says is that he will hold back the rains. Mm -hmm. No, and out west, we're seeing that definitely. And then in St. Louis, they flooded yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They had too much rain. They had too much. Mm. Yes. It is so bizarre. Yep. Amen. That is so true. And and that's what we see, you know, uh, a drought in one area, flooding in the other. Hot, hot, hot in one area, cold yeah. in the other, you know, yes. I mean, and, is, and of course, it's all because of global warming, so climate, <laughs> oh, change, climate change, yeah. that's the reason yeah. for it all, you know, yeah, yeah well, uh. yesterday was hot, today is nice here, so that's climate change, yep. and I appreciate it. <laughs>
2: you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, getting back to the dreams and the visions that the Lord gives me, sometimes I get very concerned because, of course, they're not very nice dreams. And mm. and so I just had one just last week and it was about a horrific storm. You no, know, It was so thick, so powerful and it was coming my way. And, you know, uh, don't you like to see a good storm coming sometimes, you know, with the yeah, lightning and yeah. the flashing, yeah. you know, so in, in the dream, I'm out on my porch and I'm watching this. And it was cloud to cloud lightning. And so it was spectacular. And then it came to the point where it's so close. I thought, okay, it's time to go inside now. <laughs> and then it didn't come any closer. So I went back outside and I was taking a look at it. And out in the plains was this really huge, wide uh, tornado, like a vortex, right? And it stood stationary and it was just a powerful storm. But at the same time, up by me on a plateau, there was materials coming in for the purpose of shielding heat from the ground, because like, um, not like a hole, it opened up and there was magma underneath it. Right. So, but the large area, the magma was underneath the ground. It was only a small spot where, uh, the, it was exposed. And so they brought in these deflectors from the, from somewhere to try to get it to where it didn't hit the outside areas. Right. So, Um, I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, we got so much else going on right now. And so this is in addition to this cycle that we're in where this storm, this huge, devastating storm where wind and fire are affecting uh, lives and commerce and, you know, society. And so I think to myself, oh, we got those midterm elections coming up. No. And I I imagine that's not I I'm afraid it could get ugly.
1: Yeah. No. yeah. Yeah.
2: Amen. So, did you did you see that assassination attempt of a, a congressman last week, where a guy came that up governor. on the stage when he was talking? Yeah, he was running he was, for oh, governor. Yeah, he was running, running for, governor. for governor. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, he was yes. a congressman,
1: but he ran. He was running for governor.
2: Yeah. Amen. Yes. And yeah. so that's the kind of stuff that you see: the intimidation, the the fear, um, where you can't speak without being concerned about stuff like this. No, mm-hmm. it's terrible.
1: Yeah, amen. And, and you know, this is happening in the United States. Everything we just talked about is yes. happening in the United States. I mean, we're not talking. You know, we mentioned Sri Lanka, we mentioned New Zealand, you know, and and all that, and China and Russia. I mean, just yesterday, China was doing this great, uh, uh, you know, well, I can't say humanitarian, but contribution. To the national park system, they're gonna offer to build a pagoda in the national uh gardens, whatever it's called. There's some fancy name for it, but uh they would say, you know, we'll we'll pay for it, we'll just build it because we want to expose, you know, America to, to the beauty of Asia, things like this, right? And you know, they're oh yeah, this is great, that's great. And the FBI is like, stop. You know, a pagoda is one of those things, it's like, you know. 70, 80 feet tall, right? And China said, you know, we'll ship all the materials, you know, and, you know, we'll send it to our diplomatic thing. With diplomatic pouches means, you know, you can't inspect it, you know, and <laughs> we'll build it in the middle of Washington, D.C. Oh, no. Right? And the FBI is like, wait, stop. No. <laughs> you know? You're not going to ship all this material in from China and put up a tower Right in the middle of Washington D.C., yeah. <laughs> said, "Yeah, on the outside it's all pretty, on the inside it'd be all this radio stuff, spying <laughs> and all that." FBI, the the, the Biden's FBI
2: said no. <laughs> <You know>? Well,
1: <laughs> at least that, they were smart enough to do that, you know. Yeah, it's kind of a amazing. Su- you know,
2: that's kind of a surprise. Well, he, yeah. we have mentioned in times past that we've lost our hedge of protection, God's hedge of protection. We have um, spiritual warfare on all kinds of levels. Churches across the country are having what I uh, refer to as alignment issues, you know, uh, alignment issues or drift, they call it because you have the mandate from God. And when you follow him, then um, things, you got his provisions. But when you slip outside of that mandate and you start to institute something else, you get out of alignment, and when you get that, then your hedge of protection starts to come down. And as that happens, then people are really impacted by the spiritual warfare, and then they have to make a decision. The decision is find our way back into the alignment, or is it so severe I can't take this and I and I leave ministry altogether? I've seen this happen in recent yeah. years. And so we're seeing this happen in our churches. And so I think that's part of the thing is, is that the, the, the eyes and ears and the knowledge of seeing where God is moving – has been lost. You no, know, uh, keeping God in a box has really hurt us as a church, you know, as a, a Christian nation, and so uh, the need for that to come out again is very important. And here's an interesting thing: is about how the spiritual realm works. This is you, you've read my book, so you know mm-hmm. I try to help people understand how the spiritual realm works, and so uh, there's a real need for that. Yeah. There's a real need Amen. for having understand these dynamics in the spiritual realm that keep people on track.
1: Yep. Amen. That is so true. And, and again, God speaks through dreams, visions of the night, you know, and he will reveal not just to his prophets, but he'll reveal to us steps we can take to help mitigate some of these circumstances. Yeah. I mean, it is so, the only word that comes to mind right now is amazing. When God shows me something, it's like, why didn't I see that before? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's
2: yeah. it's the veil, the veil yeah, over exactly. our minds need to be exactly. affected. It yep, exactly. falls into a conversation I had yesterday, uh, being a volunteer for Need Him Ministry, where people can go in and have conversations, chat about Jesus Jesus.com, uh, can get connected with a volunteer. A young man came in yesterday and and he was kind of hard on the issue of, of God because he had had some serious losses in his life and he was young. And so he was kind of like a bitter and, and try, I tried to work through that to get to the meat of it. And then I posted that, Joel, two, two, uh, 228, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, then he kind of opened up and he said, well, that's why I came in today, because I had a dream this morning about the rapture. Oh, Wow. Amen. And it prompted him to examine where he was at.
1: Yeah. Amen.
2: And that's not just, that's not isolated. People are having dreams around the world that is prompting them to move towards God. Yep. Especially
1: in the Muslim nations right now. You know, almost all say Jesus appeared to me, you know, and why is Jesus appearing to Muslims? One reason is the Christians can't go over there and witness. You know, I mean, you know, they can. I mean, you can go out there. You can take your Bible well in the middle of uh, Tehran and stand on a street corner and preach the gospel at least for 60 seconds. <laughs> and, and then yeah. nobody over from me again. Right. But yeah. that, that's one advantage of evangelism radio, because we have listeners in Iran that oh. tune in, you know, and I mean, that's that's one advantage of the Internet. It does reach where people can't go. And, you know, a yeah. little remote, I had a contact a couple of years ago from a little remote village in, uh, I want to say Sri Lanka and uh, up in the mountains. And, and the guy said, you know, they have one radio station up there that allows Christian programming 30 minutes once a week. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Rest of time, it's, it's you know everything else they play, but uh, you know he said he loves being able to connect by the internet to our radio station. You know, but so here's this you know his, his village. He, the way he explained, I think there's like you know maybe 50 people in his little you know village type thing, right? It's but, small. You know they they pick up a radio station that's you know available to them in the mountain region up there where, but they only 30 minutes of Christian programming one time a month or one time a week, you know? And, uh, but he listens to the radio station every day. Yes. So, you know, that's the advantage of the internet, you know? Yes. And and that's why God allowed Al Gore to invent the internet.
2: I see. So (laughs) grateful to him too. I'm telling you. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. Man, oh, man. <laughs> but, well, I think that's part of the thing yeah. about Need Him Ministries is that it enables us to have conversations with people around the world. Uh, I've had Tobago in the Caribbean, no, um, Madagascar off the coast of, coast of uh, Africa. Africa. Yeah. You know, no, like you there. said, these isolated places. And so um, it's a little bit harder when I get into like uh, um, the European nations. They're a little harder to reach with the gospel mm-hmm. because they have a mindset that is strong and against it. They yeah. like um atheism or agnostics, yeah. and yeah. and so it's kind of hard to persuade them spiritually. But yet, this is the tool that we're given, and I'm grateful for it.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, Tom, this has been so interesting. And as usual, you've given us a lot to think about concerning what's happening right now, how it aligns with Bible prophecy. As you've indicated, people need to have a relationship with Jesus now more than ever before. If what we share today has sparked someone to realize they need that kind of relationship and they're wondering what to do next, can you lead them in a prayer that will bring them into that relationship?
2: What an honor. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's pray. Dear father, God, I thank you for your son, Jesus, and the work that he did on the cross by shedding his blood. He paid the price for the sins of humanity and extend it to us as a gift. I want to tell you, Father, I am a sinner, and I am in need of Jesus' gift. I'm sorry for the pain my sins have caused you. Please forgive me. Now, I invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart and come into my soul, and I want to live for you. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. 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 Folks, as we've stated over and over, Jesus is about to return. There is no doubt. I mean, We discussed this 250-year cycle. In fact, it's Tom Shared. We're actually hitting in 2023 a convergence of three different cultural, economic, and globalization cycles. I mean, this spells out trouble that is just lying six months in advance. I mean, it, it is about to hit. And with all these things happening, we need to be prepared physically as well as spiritually. And we can only do that by remaining focused on Jesus. Period. End of story. And Tom, that's the end of today's broadcast as well, my friend. <laughs> if anyone wanted to get in touch with you or receive more information, how can they do that?
2: You can reach me at my email address, which is healing the nation one seven, seven, six at gmail.com. Amen. And what about your
1: free books? Are they still available?
2: They can go to, yes, the answer is yes. They can go to Zoe healingcenter.com and in the book tab uh, i have three books that are in pdf as well as there are at least three or four other free books and they are all um, wonderful and growing spiritually amen and they are great amen i've read them so
1: i appreciate you coming on the program again today tom and and just updating us on on things the holy spirit's showing you about the day and time in which we live
2: thank you very much Pastor.
1: Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Tom, Don, and myself, Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published.